For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. What's up, sluts? Woohoo! No, it's been like a million years since I've gotten to drop. Yeah, no, I gotta drive. I, I have to drive to fully gimmick headquarters and, and like and demand that someone call somebody sluts. Come in here. And, yeah. and, it's a special and, event. Yeah, it, yeah I, guess. I walked all the way uh, from my studio bedroom <laughs> <Right>. and, <laughs> and graced us with your presence. Yeah, exactly. So yes, it's the uh, the OG uh, indie cast here: mm-hmm. Chad Allen, Zach Romero, Luna Lynn. Hey, everybody. And uh, so we're doing a, we're taking a break from uh, Guestapalooza 2018, <laughs> and uh, we're talking about a show that happened fairly recently. By the way, if you're all worried about Guestapalooza 2018, don't worry, it'll start right back. Yeah, no, yeah, we're just this is <laughs> just, just a, a little pause. Don't yeah, worry. brief reprise to. Uh, I I apparently went fucking Booker insane when uh, yeah. when going <laughs> I went a little guest crazy this. Well, week. that was the thing we talked about the the other day that uh, at the beginning of this season we were like, oh man, we're really. Slowing down on the guests, yeah. and then you were like, "Let me fix that right hold, up." Hold my beer. Yeah. So, <laughs> Just uh, anyway, so we're talking about uh, Pump Pro Wrestling. Take this to your grave. A show we all got to experience and uh, and take part in. And some, uh, some more, some a lot more than others, obviously. So, um, but uh, we wanted to kind of go over the the card a little bit and share stories and experiences, and hopefully, how much we loved everything. Um, so, this was at the Gulf View Event Center. And uh, uh, quote-unquote beautiful Newport Ritchie, lovely, lovely scenic Newport Ritchie, uh, Pasco County, and it was the day after Cinco de Mayo, and it was actually a really great crowd. I was actually very, very happy about that. I I will. I think I even told you later because I got to walk in with the. I got to walk in with the VIP. Um, and I was a little worried with the VIP audience because the VIP audience got a couple of like matches that everybody else didn't get to see. Right. Uh, and I was like, hmm, not. That many people here right now, and but boy, once the VIPs, you know, got there. Once, once we let the riffraff in, then yeah, it was, then it was like, holy crap, we filled that place got filled up pretty nicely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, speaking of the VIP matches, speaking of the riffraff, yes, uh, we had uh, two uh, pre-show matches. One of which was the uh, ever-expanding saga of the dynasty at Punk Pro, where Richie Pepperfield fought uh, Wolf Taylor. Yes. And I actually was doing the editing. Uh, it was about a minute and a half. Was about that match. Was that how long it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolf Taylor just, uh, as they say in the back, murder fucked uh, Richie Pepperfield with a really cool like sling blade into a lung blower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, Wolf Taylor, uh, I have seen in videos, mostly as part of a tag team called the Awaken uh, out of Fest, uh, yeah, out yeah. of Fest Wrestling. Um, and I really like that team, uh, so I was glad to see... I, I would love to see Awaken make a full team appearance at, at um, Punk Pro sometimes. I think they could kind of fit in. Um, but Wolf Taylor doing a solo gig was definitely enjoyable, even for and because he, minute and change. because he beat Pepperfield, he got to participate in the Get Your Shit In title match later on the card. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I will say, uh, for the Dynasty, uh, I do love the idea of them, like... We're going to the Super Bowl after every successful move, right? Because Richie hit a super kick, and they all went ape shit, like he just hit a home run, right? 
I like that a lot. If that happened all the time, I wouldn't have a problem with that. It probably will, too. So, um, so second VIP match was tag team. Uh, the Clover Clan, which I think this was a first-time teaming, because uh, normally it's Axe Clover and then one of the two siblings. But for this right. show, it was Freak, formerly Stephen Frick, and Abel Clover, who we hadn't seen since mm-hmm. The Secret Show. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, he was also in the uh, Get Your Shit On at the time. Right. Um, although, no, I stand corrected. He was in the VIP for the um, for that for the other show that we did after the secret show because that was Izzy's favorite part when the giant guy <laughs> choke slammed the baseball man. Um, that's true because that's, that's who true. we booked this for. And then uh, they were fighting Critical Mayhem, which was Andrew Merlin and uh, Carlos Gabriel. So fairly, <coughs> I've seen Carlos Gabriel, so I'm assuming Critical yes. Mayhem fairly uh, a fairly newer tandem then, or I think just, so. Okay. Um, but I thought that was great. I actually really enjoyed that match. They're, they're, that Critical Mayhem team's coming together very, very well, especially if they are a new team like I like I suspect they are. Um, the Clover Clan, I absolutely <laughs> friggin' love. Um, because You know the, the main reason why is? Mama Clover sells that to the team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like with the one mask and then taking it off. And, and that's her like, face, yeah. The it's other like, creepy the best shit reveal. underneath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, the so, first time I saw it, that shit blew my mind. Because like, yeah. I had heard about it, but... Um, at the time, like, they had been mostly on, like, the Wednesday shows that Zach does the announcing for, so I hadn't seen it yet, because I don't fucking go to those. Um, and so finally, don't I worry, everybody. Like, Support independent wrestling in Florida. Don't take, first off, don't take that personally. She doesn't even listen to this show. Yeah. True. And four years and, in. And, and, her, and her husband, and somebody I hope she considers a good friend, does it every week. Yeah. And she doesn't listen Can't to it. Well, like, it's not just because, like, I'm a twat face. Like, I'm also a twat face. But it's because I'm making... No, it's her, partially because she's a twat right, face. But. It's partial twat. But also because I'm making... <laughs> <laughs> she's the she's the newest uh, gender bat- Batman villain. <laughs> partial twat. Partial twat. Partial twat face. Yeah, exactly. Why is that? Um, I'm also making merch for the people who are on the shows on Wednesday. True. Yes, that's true. So at the moment, until I can uh, squeeze out of my shoot job, which so is happening very Shawshank. soon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of busy as shit. No, love that tag team, and uh, that match actually made me think like, ooh, can we do like? an actual tag team division in Punk Pro. Like, yeah. if we can get interesting teams like this, like, I kind of want to do, like, a tag team division, I think. So. I think we can, based off of this show by itself, and uh, just on the opening, I mean, obviously, you've got, um, you've got the Dynasty, which normally runs as a tag team. You With the, Clo- the Freebird rule. Right. You've got the Clover Clan. You've got Critical Mayhem. Um, you've got... Jonathan Wolf is part of like an overall. Group. Well, I was gonna we'll say we've got a couple a of like halvesies because, like you said, Wolf right. Taylor is part of Awaken. Right. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? I know that uh, we had another. There was another tag team match later in the card. We'll talk about that. Like, later. there's there's definitely like bits and pieces here that yeah. I think we might be. able... And there's enough teamed in Florida we could right. probably start to kind of piece that together. So just so, like a thought. the Coda, the Pigs, mm-hmm. the God, I could. Um, I could go on, but I'm sure I could yeah, go on for days coming up with tag teams. So, um, so then official opener to the show, uh, Jonathan Wolf and Troy Hollywood. Let's back up real quickly. One thing that doesn't get enough credit: uh, your your opening for the shows uh, oh. gets makes me laugh every every time. By Thank the you. way, uh, especially for the what should be common sense. It's like, hey, we're an interactive show, so if like wrestlers start coming into your area. You should get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, it's yeah. goddamn hysterical. Thank you. But you also then did pit the fear of God in a lot of people because there were definitely some times where 
they even get close to the ropes, and there's definitely this one big guy in the front row who, as soon as he would even get near the rope, would get up and try to move out of the way. It's like, dude, chill, chill out just a little. You'll get, bit. You'll get okay. a warning usually. Get, yeah, 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 there's a little bit of a heads up. Um, but yes, Wolf and Hollywood, mm-hmm. which they fought previously. They mm-hmm. fought previously at a Punk Pro show, and Wolf had won an opportunity to cash in for the uh, to be included in like a get your shit in match at any time. But right. this was sort of for proving rights at this point. And uh, they felt like it was the goddamn main event, and right. it was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was. Um, very, it felt like a Chikara show in terms of like, I'm just hey, say we pulled a yeah, we have a barn burner to start things off to get everybody hyped as fuck for the show, and uh, that it 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 filled me with a certain amount of joy because I think a great show in wrestling, regardless of who's putting it on, everybody should go out and go. We're gonna have the best match, right? And I felt like Wolf and Hollywood really showcased that. Right. Of like, hey, we're going to start this thing off. Here's the right note to start on. Oh, and by the way, we're going to definitely have the best match. And, well, the and here's the other thing that not only do I think everybody should go out and say we're going to have the best match, but as this show will kind of prove, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, everybody went out and tried to have the best match, but they all also tried to have a different match. Nobody necessarily tried to have the same type of match over and over again. It wasn't like... You know, oh, we had this, you know, the Hollywood Wolf match, and then, you know, we had two more people come out that did another big, like, you know, kind of flying, crazy barn burner. It, it changed up every time, so we definitely had, there's definitely a great mix of a show here, so it kept it interesting that if everybody had the best match of the type they were having, it wasn't going to make the rest of it look bad. And I wish more companies would think about how they book shit like that, because mm-hmm. that would definitely be a big help. So, uh, next up was. One that I uh, I judged a book by its cover on this match. Naughty, naughty. Um, it was Matt Nix versus Alvarado. And putting together the promo work for the show, they both had very, like, grrr, like I was like, ooh, this is going to be like serious business. And then Matt Nix came out to Purple Rain. Right. And the entire place was clapping along to it. And I was like, I didn't know what kind of match this was going to be. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, you know the Punk Pro Wrestling, you will believe a jacket is magic. Right. That's what this that was, match was. I was going to say, the most overthink in that match, though, probably Matt Nick's jacket, which yes. was hysterical in, in that sense that, that that jacket became such a central part of this match. Um, it, it was imbibed with some sort of wrestle magic. And, right. Uh, that became the the sought after piece there for that uh, for that match, but I thought it was awesome. Can we name the next shit punk poster wrestle wrestle magic <laughs> wrestle magic, and then have like uh, God, who was that magician from the seventies uh, that always used to wear like oh, uh, with the, like the really bad porn stash? She was really thin, always wore rainbow suspenders. I'm gonna have to what the it. fuck are you talking you, about? I know exactly. I was right. fever dream. You just came not up a fever with. dream. He had he fell asleep watching Mork and Mindy, and right. so he's just remember the magician. He was very hairy and. Had a coke problem. I'm gonna find the goddamn um, name while we're but Nix versus Alvarado was fantastic and had a very funny start, which was definitely that tickled my fancy. I was very thrilled about that mm. um, because, like Chad said, I love a show where everything has a different feel to it, and this definitely uh, showcased that. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, we just had a super high intensity indie match to start with, and now. This one's going to be a totally different flavor of ice cream. By the way, fuck your fever dream. Doug Hennig, I know I'm not crazy. That was 
He was famous. You just showed me a picture of a nightmare, by the way. <laughs> Did your eyes go to hell? That my eyes went right to hell for a minute. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah, was every Alakazam just, and this is my dick. <laughs> and here's my dick. Uh, anyway, any other thoughts on Matt Nix versus Alvarado? Uh, re- actually, a really fun match, and you're absolutely right. Completely buy off of. You're right. Based off the promo picks, you were expecting one. Like, thing. Ooh, it's going to be serious but business. Once, once, once Purple Rain kicked, it's like, oh, this is going to be something really interesting. So, more again, more, more the unicorn suspenders or um, unicorn overalls, not okay. I'm going to make those for you for your birthday. Um, please don't. My birthday sooner. You can make that. You oh, can make those right yeah. now. So, uh, so match after that was. Um, That'll be our next promo photos for the show. Is everybody's wearing oh God. unicorn suspenders? Everyone, and we'll just shave down just some porno mustaches. Oh, and I'm, we'll not just have cards. The, I'm not getting rid of the beard. You, you <laughs> can't do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> next match was uh, Bailey Blake versus Cody Steele. Uh, two boys from Chattanooga, and uh, the, the, again, very different characters. Yes, um, and I, I thought this was really well done too. Very a good showcase of like younger talent. Well, for as long as it took before they got the shit beaten out of them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and they got murder fucked by the before, traveling silly before uh, before uh, before Double J Junior and the King of the North got uh, just creamed. Yeah, so. got the shit kicked out of them. Uh, I I I do it. I do admit I really hated. I mean, I really was not. A, I hated Bailey Blake, but I think that was him just doing his job. Yeah. So very good work, uh, uh, making me absolutely <laughs> despise him in like my, three seconds. My personal favorite uh, moment on commentary was uh, cringing and admitting that uh, Bailey Blake has the exact same hair cut and color that I had in high school. I believe, and that that, that was a terrible choice then, and is a terrible choice right. now. So that made me a little uncomfortable. Uh, and I do love the fact that somebody is definitely, Cody Steele was definitely doing the uh, the uh, Game of Thrones thing. Because I'm shocked that there is not more Game of Thrones oh, yeah. gimmicks out yeah, there. Yeah. Right? That's, oh, like, that's true, yeah. Especially when, like, the people from Game of Thrones admitted that most of their, like, the wolf fur in their, uh, in their, uh, their capes and the like are, like, carpets brought from Ikea. So it's like it's a $70 investment to, to make a, a decent-looking cape. You should run with it. Why yeah. not? So... And he was fucking huge. So. Yes. Uh, next up was the uh, Get Your Shit In match, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, six man Get Your Shit In, including Wolf Taylor, who obviously, like I said before, uh, earned his way in by uh, murdering Richie Pepperfield in the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was super impressed with this match. I thought it went yeah incredibly well. I was very impressed with all the uh, the talent, some new faces, a couple of um, returning guys. Tell them about Matt Kenway mm-hmm. and our friend James. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, let me start with saying that Matt Kenway is an angel baby. Okay. Um, so at one point, uh, he gets thrown out of the ring and he collapses onto the floor. Uh, dramatically, of course. Um, and so our friends, um, my bestest friend in the world, Jess, and her husband, uh, James, are sitting there. Who have made an appearance on this podcast, technically, because they were in the Monster of the Week yes, episode. Yes, absolutely. Um, and James is into, like, football and, like, boy sports. And so wrestling usually makes him uncomfortable, because there's not a lot of clothes. And um, even, like, girls fighting, he was like, you'd think that I would find this attractive, but I don't. Yeah. Um, he's so, like, weirded out by the whole thing. Right. So we just drag him to wrestling shit, because it's hilarious that he's moderately uncomfortable. So when Kenway gets thrown onto the outside, he happens to land in front of them. And I'm thinking, oh, sweet, merciful baby Jesus, please let him get in James's lap. Please just let somebody sit on this man's lap, because it will make my entire life. So, right. 
almost the next best thing happened. Up at that point, Kenway is just trying to recover so that he can rejoin the match. Yeah, because he got retain. the shit slapped out of his chest. So. Yeah. So he can retain his Get Your Shit in Championship. And so they sort of start, like, wafting his chest. And then at that point, he just encourages them to blow on his chest. And so our very, very uncomfortable friend James blew on another man's chest. And it just Open made some eyes that my entire night. Open yeah. some eyes, open some hearts. Yeah. And, uh... Wrestling is for everyone. It is, it is. Um, but no, the match itself was great. And Kenway came out victorious again. Mm-hmm. Before we get too further, I want to uh, let me see that I got. I want to reference two people majorly on this. I'll say, feel free to throw throw um, some thoughts out on everybody. I don't care. Uh, well, Kenway's amazing, right? Kenway's gonna, Kenway's going to be a superstar before we know it. Um, so if you are near an area where Punk Pro is in town and you happen to live in Florida or anywhere the Punk Pro is performing, you should go out there if Matt Kenway's on the card because right. you're not going to get to see him on shows like this much longer. I don't think. <laughs> Um, we've already talked about Wolf Taylor. He was amazing. Um, Eye Candy Elliot was hysterical. He was a, he was a lot of fun, and I and I, I I don't know why nobody has ever thought of his logo before using mm-hmm. the Eye Candy name, where it was legitimately an eye, but it was like in the shape candy, of yeah. like a little candy. That was that was amazing. Um, but uh, Alan uh, Alan Angels and Sean Kemp, I want to mm-hmm. I want to highlight specifically. Alan Angels has one of the best looks I have ever seen walking out. He's got this, like, straight out of 300 almost kind of look with, like, this weird skull mm-hmm. mask and sword. But it made an impression quick on that audience. Yeah. Um, and he ended up being really good. Uh, Sean Kemp, I, 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 and I told him at the show, we need to have you on the IndyCast at some point. We'll make that happen. Um, he is a good the, boy. The mutt. He's a good boy. Yes, by the way, I, I will admit that I started that i couldn't help myself that he's a good boy that chant. he is a good boy mm-hmm. chant um but like it's, and you know it's not like he's the first ever dog in wrestling no. so it's not like it seems like it's like oh god it's another junkyard dog but the way he does it for some reason absolutely kills me every time and for like the frisbee spot he, is the greatest yeah. thing like and, and he's and he but he's like he's compact He's not that tall. He doesn't seem like he's that big, but he puts so much into what he does when he's in there. You would think he's like six eight and three hundred pounds. Yeah. Um, no, he and, makes the most of every and I opportunity. Love that, and he is so good. And I'm I'm excited to see where he goes. I don't think he's been in the business that long, Mm-mm. so I'm very excited to see where he goes with that because I think, like I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. The frisbee spots hysterical. Um, and by the way, Matt Kenway after the show, um, I was talking with. Um, uh, fellow peanut gallery member Gary Lugosi after right. the show for a little bit in the audience uh, and out of nowhere I hear Matt Kenway yell hey Chad and I turn and there's a frisbee flying at me as he's making Sean <laughs> Kemp fetch uh, while they're selling merch so I had to catch it real quick and bring it, bring it back to him and uh, I d- gave him a nice little scratch behind the ears and he was mad that Matt Kenway doesn't scratch him behind the ears like That's that enough. so but, uh, I do want to say, uh, not to leave anybody out, uh, Justin Black was also in the match, and he may have the best hang time in, in wrestling. Yes. Every time he leaves the top rope, he just sits in the air for like an extra minute, and it's nuts. So I have to give that to and, him. Uh, probably second best of the night for um, just absolute just dick heel. Um, <laughs> which is a compliment, don't no, get me true, wrong, because yeah. it's the character he's trying to play. It's not right. like he's coming out there as like, you know... Buddy. Super cool guy, and you're yeah. like, oh, no, fuck what you! Fuck that guy, yeah. no. He, is, he comes out like he thinks he's the shit. Um, proves at some points that he probably could be the shit, but yeah, he is just spot on 
just such an asshole, and it's it's perfect though. <laughs> it definitely deserves a compliment. So, um, so then uh, Kenway won that, and then Jonathan Wolf cashed in, mm-hmm. and so and so. L- let me ask you that since you guys were in the crowd, did it come across that he cashed in? Was that clear enough? It was after you announced it. We were all a little. I think there was some confusion, but I think the confusion, at least on the fan side of things. Was, was like, clean up well, what's, what's going on? And right. it's like, oh, after the victory from blah, 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 you know, from the, the from secret, the secret show, show he's cash, he was able to cash in and win the belt, and that made sense. I mean, obviously, if there was some sort of, like, money-in-the-bank type prop set up, that might have helped it a little bit, but then doesn't that become cliche when we've got True. some sort of, like, money-in-the-bank type prop? So, yeah. Um, but no, I think, one, like I said, you're, you getting on the mic immediately and, and making sense of it all was like, oh, okay, so... I, I so I don't think it hurt anything, but I'll see what you think though. I was just thinking about weird shit we could have instead of a briefcase running. I, I, was I like, saw the cogs turning. Is a crushed like, PBR can like too trashy? I was like, you could have the PBR of destiny. Like what? True. I need something. I think it would weird. need a bigger PBR can though. I think you That's need like true. one of the like the, like if they had like a big in, like for some reason I'm picturing like a big inflatable PBR can, or oh, maybe if they've awesome. got like a PBR trash can that you could buy. Oh, dude, that could be something interesting one. like that. Yeah. So, or if they had like those big plastic, um, the beer bottle banks, like we have. Yeah, one. Oh, I don't true. Know what it is. Like if I can find one of those, like that would be rad. Okay, I'd be down for that. Oh, I get. Yeah. Uh, then following to get your shit in the last uh, match before intermission was uh, four. The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network Internet 24-7 title. We have a belt that's we do being have a belt. defended now. Uh, it was Effie versus Stevie Fierce. Steve, okay, so let, let's state the obvious three words that always come up with this. Effie is daddy. Um, yeah. There's no question yeah. on that one. No, there, um, there are no words for how much I love Effie. Um, and by the way, this was the first time I got to see Effie in person and actually got to oh, meet really? the man. I have never gotten... I've never gotten... I've seen We've him had him on the show... Twice. Several times, yes. Twice now, and have never have never gotten the opportunity to actually see him in person before. He does not make it out into this area all that often, and I think the last couple times he did, I was like, well. The last show, the, sick he as was. I was say yeah. he was at the last Punk Pro show, and you couldn't make it. I was sick as hell. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, I hope I'm not like like killing the gimmick or here or anything like this for this guy. Probably one of the nicest guys I've ever <laughs> met in wrestling, and. I think possibly one of my favorite wrestling minds I have ever had the chance to remotely work with a little bit. I don't want to. Now, I don't know how much I, I will give say on that, but that the previous match with six men all flipping and looking to murder one another, right? I felt more in control of what was going on with the show <laughs> in that match then, than I did two men fighting for an internet title. Because you gave Effie a live mic. Uh, which was, on my part. Yeah. <laughs> which might have been, which was the greatest thing in the world, but possibly also the biggest mistake you could make. I genuinely was like, I have no idea what's going on with the show right now. Like, No, that was pretty much what I thought, too, because I'm watching it from the curtain, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I was like, as it's going, I'm like, oh god, what is this going to de-evolve into? And then it was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It, it's chaos and it's fine. I almost don't want to even say much Get more than this. Into it, yeah. Because this it will, is worth it. This will go up online. That's true. Hopefully uh, very soon. Yes, and because uh, we are such close connection to Fully Kimmicked and Punk Pro and everything behind the scenes. Uh, we do have permission. We'll, we'll be posting at least snippets of the Effie versus yeah. uh, Fierce match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be on but, YouTube, and everybody can bask in how great it was. But th- yeah, that is 
you have never seen a, a match. You've never seen a spectacle. I don't even, like, calling it a match almost seems ill-fitting. That's like, true, ill-fitting. yeah. Like, it was you, an event. You like... have never seen an event like <laughs> Effie and Stevie Fears, uh, who I became a huge fan of that night, by the way. Also another person I've never got to see in person before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not know as much about Stevie Fears beforehand, but boy, do I want to know more now. Um, because he was excellent. Uh, and interestingly enough, friend of the indie cast, Frankie Gastineau. Um, all being a part of this as well. Yeah, this um, is a uh, love triangle between yeah. the three of them, as yeah. it were. But, uh, yeah, definitely be watching, uh, be watching... Well, not only the match, but then also the 24-7 stipulation was also put to use yes, on this it show. Was. So uh, there's all kinds of goodies that will be revealed about that. Um, that could, as much as I love the Get Your Shit In title, the 24-7... Wrestling News Radio Network title could become a new favorite of mine. If, yes. If we can keep that momentum going, I think that could easily be a new favorite. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Um, well, um, if we're still on that match, do you want to kind of reference a little bit of a conversation we had earlier today about Effie? Sure. Well, we've had several conversations yes. today about Effie. Um, but in regards to... Um, Man, I wish I'd come over earlier. What the hell have you guys been talking about? <laughs> um, but in regards Bimbo. to... Um, really knowing and committing to character. Go on. Oh, I can't. Okay, I can only speak in short sentences because otherwise I'll start to ramble. Um, But, like, obviously if you've ever seen Effie and if you haven't, go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) New shirt design. If you haven't seen Effie, Effie, go go fuck fuck yourself. Yes, wholeheartedly I will wear that tomorrow. Big big gay Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, If you haven't seen him already, go go fuck fuck yourself. yourself. Definitely. Um, I need that in a 4X, please. Uh, work on um, it. I'll we'll need it. I can't do it in pink, though, because I've already got the... Uh, I've already got my Wayne Van Dyke shirt in True. pink, so uh, maybe a good baby blue would be nice. Oh, that would be pretty. Yeah, or like a nice purple to go with his new jacket. The, the purple would be excellent, and then spark, maybe the sparkly lettering on that one. That. There you go. Like so. um, but Effie knows his character front ways and back ways and sideways and every other ways and is a thousand percent committed in ring, in promo, during the fight, after the Persona, fight, Persona, exactly. Merchandise, every single thing co- like revolves around who he is as a performer and an entertainer and a wrestler. And a lot of we've seen a lot of people who like their character work is crammed into the twenty seconds of them coming from the ring to getting to the ropes. Right. And at that point, they're just like, "I'm wrestling," and that's it. So, like, to have that kind of commitment and the wherewithal to know how to carry that during a match, and even, like, after every crowd interaction, that man salvaged a beer that I thought for sure was going to be going all over the place. Like, it was graceful, it was delicate, he was beautiful, I cried, it became a part of me. Here's the thing that I think kind of proves your point, Yeah, is the ultimate test Mm -hmm. of are you carrying your character in your match Mm -hmm. is... If you could watch the match in its entirety... <laughs> if somebody while watching the match goes, oh, this just keeps getting gayer. True. But also, if so, if you could watch this person in question's match with all of the sound off, could you still understand what their oh, character true, is? Yeah. yeah. And with this match, you absolutely could do that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could, you, the same story was being told whether or not you could hear what was going on. Yeah. I would like to say for the record, though, and, and I agree completely with what you're saying about Effie here, mm-hmm. but I also do have to take a step back and question. 
is Effie so good at his character because he's that good, or is Effie so good at his character because it's not a character? <laughs> Where I, does the man stop? That, no, and I think and that, the god begin. I think that's right. a wonderful question, though. Is where. Where does, like, the character of Effie begin and the man that, you know, because I'm assuming his legal name is not Effie. It should be. And even if I know his legal name, I'm not going to say it on air. Right. But where does that person begin and Effie end or vice versa? I I question if he even knows. That was actually, uh, because we'd worked with Effie previously, um, and we'd sort of seen each other in passing, uh, because last time he was at Punk Pro, they were filming a documentary, so he had this whole fucking entourage. And so he was just always surrounded by people and cameras, as he pr- pretty much always should right. be, by the way. And if you'd like to hear more about that, please go to uh, soundcloud.com sure. slash WNRN and look for the Effie number 2 episode where he talks all about it. Can you the documentary. Will you fucking quit? <laughs> Sorry, my cat's an asshole. Um, oh, cats are an asshole. Uh, he had a whole entourage with him, and so, yes, oh, right. so basically so, like, you got to meet him one on one. Yeah, I officially like show. we did sort of the more official introduction of like, hey, I'm Luna, I do Philly Gamic, you should let me make you cool shit. Um... But when we did the official introduction, he said Effie, and he happened to mention his, like, real name. And I was like, no, no, that's gross. I was like, it's Effie forever. And <laughs> Effie. he was like, Effie forever. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's exactly it. Like, Why is Effie forever not on a shirt, by the way? Also, I'm working on that. Side note, <laughs> Luna was wearing uh, the official uh, fully gimmicked created uh, Harlow O'Hara shirt, mm-hmm. the gothic, gothic shirt. Gothic shirt, which is amazing. Uh, yes, and, uh, and Effie complimented her on it, so... Yeah. Um, but yes, long and short, Effie vs. Stevie Fierce was a butthole-shattering, life-changing event that must be seen to believe. Yes. That's true. Um, then it was intermission, which was fine. Um, <laughs> Everybody got good and drunk on Corona. Dude, it was my favorite intermission, because I didn't have to give anything away or, like, be a, Sing like, car, or, yeah. Yeah, or be a car salesman, like, I was just... Hey, everyone, chill out for a few okay. minutes, and then that Which, was it. Uh, hey, by the way, if you happen to be in Newport Richie around your birthday, definitely show up on Wednesday for ACW, and Zach will have to sing Happy Birthday. I sing the, uh, I do guess, sing the, Guess uh, where I'm probably going to be tomorrow, because my birthday's on Sunday. Yeah. Just to make Zach sing Happy Birthday to me. Where the fuck <laughs> did that come from? How did I get, I have painter's tape that was under my armpit. <laughs> Life of an artist. Anyway. You're, you're a weird guy. Anyways, uh, coming back from that. Mm-hmm. No, coming, back, coming back from that was was my soon to be huge raging. I was gonna say, uh, Chad <laughs> Allen almost impregnated an entire row of people, <laughs> men and women. I don't know if he said almost, but nearly. Bing bong. Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus John Davis, first time ever. By the way, I would like to briefly say before we get to that one, I had a little housewarming party at um, at IndyCast headquarters. That's right. Uh, the night before, which sadly you guys couldn't make because you were prepping for this. Um, but I introduced some friends to because uh, again, 
Peanut Gallery uh, co-member Gary Lugosi was there at the at the event and got to introduce a few friends of mine to, to the joy that is Bing Bong and it is now becoming a thing at my work. Excellent. Um, because That's Bing, Bo- amazing. Bing Bong has now carried on a little bit and that, has makes, a me, that makes me a happy little panda. I still need so, to find that picture from Ikea. It was so good. Anywho. I about 40. So, yes, Eddie Kingston, John Davis, first time ever. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Walk us through it. No, no, no. Let Luna go first because I will gush about this for hours and you can definitely bing bong me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, pretty much any match with John Davis is always going to be just a fucking beatdown, man. Like, Well, let me start with Eddie Kingston didn't like me. Oh, no, that was my favorite. And, got, is it and gave whatever? me the stink eye for announcing John Davis properly by saying yeah. that he's my father's favorite wrestler. Yeah, no, because he is, obviously. Um, and that's the most important thing. But way, my I, favorite thing is you being bullied by Eddie Kingston. Like, was Zach was getting out of the ring, and he kicked him in the booty. And then, like, he yelled at you, or he, like, shoved you, and did something else. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this is this is a good thing. Yeah, it's, great, it's, great when, it's great when your wife is super excited about your abuse I from, know. Like, yeah. uh, like, one of the baddest men in professional wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> so, yes, that was scary. That I was did good. not like that. Yeah. Anyways, so now you continue. Yeah. Uh, well, it was also one of the most, like, oh, sweet, merciful Jesus, my heart has stopped just watching them trade blows and fucking chops because Jesus Christ. Both men dropping their straps for chop time. I was like, oh, these are these two men are more manly than any of us in the event center combined. combined. Yeah, it was... It was insane. Though, admittedly, during the chop battle, my favorite line of that one, and I don't know, like, it was just hysterical. Like, John Davis threw one of his, like, fucking cannons of a chop, and and Eddie Kingston legitimately had to yell out, Ow, my fucking nipple! Because he got him right on the nipple, (laughs) apparently. And I about. He did his research. He knew that was Kingston's only weakness. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Hit him in the nip. That one nipple, though. Like, not both. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is super powered. You gotta be careful on that one. Yeah. Um,. Yeah. The Achilles nipple. Anyway. The Achilles nipple. <laughs> what a great band name. Anyway. That is a great band name. Achilles nipple. So, all right. Come on, Splash Mountain. So, Let's yeah. get to gushing. Splash Mountain. Yeah, you don't get it. Um, I don't believe that uh, my my overall undying man crush on Eddie Kingston has been a secret on this show. No. Uh, in fact, I believe that was a running joke in season one. Yes. Was, was uh, you were the the number one Kingston I guy, and, and actually Eddie Kingston called me out on that show for being his only fan in the audience. That's true that's because true. I definitely started trying to like, chant, and he's like, "My one fucking fan right there." You're like, um, I am. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Um, once again, I, I am mildly pissed at uh, Punk Pro Wrestling uh, for the following reason: is they keep putting John Davis in matches where I don't know who the fuck to cheer for because they keep putting up against people that I'm fans of. So, right. like, True. like, I don't want to watch Chip Day die, but goddamn, right. they fought. I didn't yeah. want to watch Chip Cassidy die, but goddamn, they fought. Yeah. Um, and now we've got Andy Kingston coming out here, who, again, is no hidden surprise that I, like, am a huge fan of. And it's like, well, one of these two are going to die here, so because there's, <laughs> there's no other way this match is going to end any other way. Um, the match was Faster than I expected? Well, you and I, I think, came up with a yes. pretty good term for it before the show. Right. Which was, uh, we jumped to the good part of a Godzilla movie. Yes. There's two monsters just... Oh, that's hilarious, com- yeah. Just completely just destroying they, Tokyo. Yeah. They took no time at all to start immediately just throwing bombs at each other. They had no concern in the world for their own well-being. Neither of them backed down a 
friggin' inch from the other. Yeah, no, it was um, insane. So good. And when when this match ends up on whatever platform it ends up on, YouTube, Twitch, you know, DVD. Right. I don't care if you got to get it on, find a fucking Betamax to, to, to watch it on. <laughs> we could restart tape trading. We can that, do that. That would be, <laughs> circulate the tapes. Right. Um, that would be, you know, it, it's... It's amazing. If you like anything the Kingston has done, if you like anything John Davis has done, and John Davis has, had even talked about during the match and had, you know, I'll name drop a little bit, we talked a little bit about after the show as well, um, talked about how they are basically kind of the same guy, just in different areas of the world. And mm-hmm. the fact that I, and I even asked him, it's like, how the hell have you guys never fought before in all, in all your mm-hmm. career? That seems like something that like promoters should be drooling over. And yeah. he always kind of said, Eddie's usually up here, and then I'm down here. So, like, he's in New York, and I'm down here in, like, Florida, Georgia. And then in the times that I seemed to go up, he came down. So we were just never in the same place at the same time. He goes, and I fought Homicide, I fought Loki, I fought, you know, Hit Squad, which is kind of that whole group. That's a whole, you know, you add in Eddie Kingston, and that's, like, your New York badass group that have always kind of run together and and adopted guys like MVP into the group with them now as well. But... He said that was him finally like collecting all the Pokemon. That was the yeah. last one he needed to get. Uh, and he I beat the, Elite Four. And I love the fact that it was in Punk Pro. And like I said, those guys just fucking killed each other. Yeah. Like uh, punches and chops and, uh, you know. The, back fists the and back bombs fist. and stuff. Yeah. The back fist. The you back got fist to see that shit live. I got to see the back fist of the future live, yeah. And I freaked out when it hit, too, because it was like, because, you know. I, well, I remember we saw uh, King. King vs. Kong. We saw Kingston. We were in that. Yeah, and, we were there. I was there for that one, yeah. too. That was amazing. Uh, memories. Yeah. And then uh, Actually, after that... I, I will... Spoiler, Eddie Kingston and me talked about that match after the show. Did you really? Time. We did a little bit. That's awesome. I told him that was the last time I got to see him in person was at the Tampa show. And he's like, oh, yeah, brother, that was... um, was that Me and... I said it was you and Awesome Kong. Yeah, yeah. And he told me a little bit about the match. Because <laughs> that match was a little short, too. Yes. And he told and he told me why. I don't think I can... I don't, I don't mind saying this now. We'll edit it if we don't want to mm. keep it in there. But she was apparently really hurt at the time. I remember uh, that. And he yeah. said... Because she, t- she took a bunch of time off after right. that. And he said, he goes, they, they had gotten to a point where he wanted to go in there and he really wanted to, you know, have a thing, but he didn't, like, she was already hurt and didn't want to, like... And that wasn't going to be a gentle, concern. easy so, baby kind so of they, fight. So that that's why be... they kind of short... They shorted it a little bit, but... Interesting. But, um, but yeah, no, he's he's amazing. And, again, somebody else that's, like... And, again, him and John Davis are a lot of like because they're both surprisingly, like, for their characters, you'd, like, expect them to be... They're... Two just great, great guys, and just had a killer match. And well, the other thing too is, I think now, obviously, uh, uh, Mom and Pop Romero were not at this show. I was wondering where where they, Papa they Romero were, was. They were not that this one; they couldn't make it. But uh, my father once said about John Davis that if John Davis had existed during the AWA, he would have been champion for as long as he wanted. Oh God, yeah. And I think the same could be said for Kingston. John Davis could have easily fallen right in line, and Kingston could have right easily fallen in line with, for those who play the IndyCast drinking game at home, uh, um, Hanson and Brody and guys like that. Um, like Magnum uh, TA. Like, and... like, a, like a match with John Davis and like Abdullah the Butcher in the 80s would have sold out um, sold out arenas, without yeah. question. So, so, um, so we'll work on that fan fiction of John Davis on the Time Machine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where he just goes back and just fights everyone we've ever wanted him to. Um, 
can we can we book that when we finally start up our uh, our two K eighteen channel? True, yeah, we can do that. John Davis, John Davis time machine. <laughs> John um, Davis found a hot tub, and <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to get two K eighteen for the PC so we can somehow download a mod where he comes out in a DeLorean and then he's like, and now I'm gonna go beat somebody in the ass. That okay. would be amazing. Um, so uh, following that uh, Godzilla fight was that interesting tag team match, which. Unfortunately, due to circumstances outside of our control, had to get changed up at the last minute. Yeah, and so it was. Uh, to change. Chris Crunk and Aspen Rose versus the Nerds with Attitude, uh, Big Pierce and CT Brown, and I think I speak for the audience when I say that uh, that crowd all left big fans of the Nerds. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, they won that crowd over very very easily. Yeah. And and as I said to. Um. Uh, uh, the the nerds after the match that the second they come out with t-shirts, <laughs> you call them dibs. Know, I am calling dibs on on whatever four X they print out to to start with, because yeah, they were they were just they are charisma personified between the two of them. They're good, they're great wrestlers too. Don't get right. me wrong, very but, skilled. Holy but... crap! Did they did they get definitely get you know an audience on their side in like no time whatsoever? Well, and similar to what Luna was talking about earlier with Effie, I think they both have a very good grasp of character yeah. work. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, I've, and that's always again where does the where does the character true from the people begin? Because talking to them both afterwards, it's like no, no, you guys you're are living the gimmick. Yeah, that's okay, I'm okay with that. That's cool by me. Um, but yeah, and then I thought uh, Chris Crunk and Mermaid were fantastic too. I yes. thought they were an awesome team. And again, this one definitely led me to like, can we have an official tag team division in Punk Pro? Because we've got some pretty damn skilled people here. I think we need a, uh, I think we need a like Crockett Cup Invitational. Oh type yeah, show where we just do a, like a one night tag team tournament. We can, if you want to make tag belts for it and go that route, or just I know like I, like the, I like the I like the cup idea. I think uh, so. like a trophy or something like that would be interesting. Yeah, Got to be careful because I know um, uh, Fest has the Love's Battlefield right, tournament, the love and cup. they have a Love Cup where there that's a big mm-hmm. trophy made out of PBR cans. Um, so we have to be careful; we don't want gimmick infringe. But right. I do love this idea. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, you know what we call it. The Papa Romero Invitational. Oh, please, no. We can't. That would only be if everybody has to fight John Davis. John Davis. That, okay. That's yeah. the thing. Is That's the boss fight. doesn't matter how many tag teams you fight. <laughs> then guess what? Both of you got to fight John Davis. And you'll both lose. And you'll both lose. No one ever wins. That's the twist. Yeah. No, it's the shrine of the silver monkey of tag team wrestling. No one ever figures it out. Or it could be the IndyCast Invitational since we came up with it. That's true. I'll be glad to sponsor that one. So, um, But yeah, that tag team match I thought was great. Yes. Um, and I also love the idea of us of Punk Pro being open to intergender tag teams. That was a very hot button issue the last few weeks on Twitter. Yeah, was just like, oh, intergender wrestling is wrong and it's bad for business. Fuck wrestling Twitter. Yeah. Well, my favorite part was this Dick Nose who was making a big argument about, oh, you know, men should never wrestle women because it promotes domestic violence and da 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 da. And basically, Twitter all just got in a conga line to shit on this person. Uh, they went and tweeted at Jim Cornette to like for the hot tag. Like, right. hey Jim, I'm trying to convince these people this. I'm doing a shitty job. Can you come yell at these children with me? Like right. that kind of a thing. And I was like, you're pathetic if you have to go like run to Jim Cornette to be like, please come and also have old viewpoints with me. Like, yeah. eh, come on. If Jim Cornette had his way, they would still be recording goddamn 
you know, the NWA and the, you know, the, in a little studio in Atlanta that had like 30 people in it. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, hey, back in the 80s, I loved that show. Right. Yeah, at a time and place. For, I turned 42 this weekend. <laughs> uh, there, things need to change from time to time. Yeah, Sorry bit. about that. A little bit. Um, and then, uh, so finally. I would love to hear what Jim Cornette thinks about Effie, by the way. Let me go oh back to God. that a little bit. That imagine, would be I imagine Effie just makes Jim Cornette shit blood. Um, <laughs> So why is that not on the shirt? Making Jim Cornette shit blood. Oh, no, I'm sorry, don't um, freak out. Oh no. Um, and then our, our main event was uh, for the fully gimmick title death match. Jesus. Aaron Epic and Trip Cassidy. Jesus. What was to say before we talk about the match? Uh huh. Luna did a magnificent job in uh, prepping the weapons. Yes. Uh, yes. Two Thank doors you. decorated front and back. Uh huh. Uh, colored Lego box. Of the um, chairs, the specialized chairs yeah. for each wrestler. A little bucket of, um, bucket of, of angry. The, was the spray painting done by Fully Gimmick? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I had a, a certain cameraman friend of ours uh, who shall remain nameless, but uh, <laughs> you probably know who it is if you listen to the show at all, had questioned why he questioned who was painting the doors. I said, why? He goes, well, there is one there that said fag life. And I was trying to figure out if maybe that was some joke that Effie played <laughs> no. by spraying it on the door. And I went, I went, no, 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 cameraman friend. That said FG for life. That was a four. They were trying to do an NWO type thing with NFT's yeah. fully gimmick. That didn't say fag life. He's like, well, it looked like fag life. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's... punk that, pro super edgy all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That wasn't what it was hard. supposed to do. But I love the fact that he immediately was like... Did Effie spray paint something on there just to mess with us all? Well, the interesting thought I had before that was not one of those thoughts that you normally have, as I'm out, literally standing outside the mall spray painting doors, praying that security doesn't give a shit, <laughs> right. potentially spray painting all uh, the wall doors, behind it. Doors that we had just purchased from Home Depot and yeah. jammed into our tiny Kia Rio. Yes. Yeah, bungeed the trunk down. And, yeah. Um, but the difference between $0.94 cent spray paint and $3.94 cent spray paint, night and day. Really? Like, the black it... was the shitty cheap one, and it was harder to spray. It wasn't as, like, dense. Like, the right. color wasn't and, as like, go over it a bunch of times. Yeah, and, and so, like, the black was, like, hella shitty, and then I went over it with the red, and the red was, like, the fancy one, and I was like, oh, my. It had, like, a nicer nozzle. The color was really bright. <laughs> like, it was easy on the fingies. I was like, this is where it's at. Easy on that's the what it says fingies. On the, that's what it says on the can. Easy on yeah. the fingies. New nozzle, easy on the fingies. Yeah, man. I was like, all right, much better. So, yeah, it got a little uh, squirrely because I'm literally doing it outside going, sweet Jesus, I hope this dries in time. And with 94 cent spray paint. So, and it was like good. It looked great, apparently. The chairs, I think the chairs went over pretty big, though. The chairs were, the chairs looked amazing. Thank you. And And then they just busted people in the face with them. Yeah. Poor, uh, ref Tony, ref, referee, Tony, yeah. referee oh, Ink Master Jesus, he caught got, it right between the eyes. Yeah, he did. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, so yes, let's talk about this death match. Holy shit. Yeah, holy shit, I think might be what we can say on that one. Um, uh, everything that I was afraid they would pull out, they did. You know, chairs made an appearance, table, uh, well, doors made an appearance instead of tables, which mm-hmm. I think is worse. I don't like. I, I'm Can we say, by the way, just from a, uh, a purely audio uh, perspective, those doors make such a fucking sonic boom. Yeah, like, they do. Like, that scares the shit out explodes. of people. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, bottle caps. Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Legos. Legos. Oh, Jesus. And when the Legos came out, 
And goddamn Aaron Epic ended up with a shoe off. I'm so, like, yeah. uh. Yeah, it was like that was the biggest mistake of his life right here. Like, what did the, he I did, I did quip that he was the John McClane of pro wrestling. He was, he was gonna be pulling stuff out of his feet for weeks. Um, side note, if we're going by a little fun, harmless behind the scenes story. Fun uh, fact. Referee Ink Master, uh, Fest Tony, huge Lego maniac. Okay. I have seen his collection. <laughs> It is incredible. Like he puts me in my prime to shame. Is he like the? Uh, is he like the character at the end of the Lego Movie? Is he like the dad? Not even the... like everything is beautifully organized. Everything is like in its own spot. He's got depending on what he's feeling at the time, he'll have like some kind of custom make set that he's putting together. Like oh, like does he do the custom ones? Like, sometimes, yeah. Like he, when I when I saw it, he was working on like a big medieval castle, which was Aww. just gorgeous. Um, so, before the show, he's eyeballing the Lego box. Right. Which was partially just one we bought from Walmart for pieces. Partially our own stash thrown in. And I threw in a couple of minifigs because I was like, oh, that'll be fun. Um, so, Tony starts digging through and is, like, outraged by the minifigs that we had thrown in there because they were the ones that come in little baggies that, right. like, you can get. And they're, like, mystery yeah. minifigs. He was like, and he's like, this one's for fucking Series 3. He's like, I paid $8 for this. And I'm like, I don't fucking take it if you want them. Yeah, it's all yours. And there was like, um, there was a minifig that was a little butcher. Mm-hmm. And he had like a little cleaver and a little steak. And he goes, I literally spent $3 on eBay to get this steak piece. And I was like, if you want the butcher, fucking take the butcher. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Referee Tony took all the minifigs out of the box. Because when they dumped them in the ring, I was like, oh, I don't see any people in there anymore. <laughs> so, good for Ref Tony. He yeah, earned it. He earned it. Although, if I can make a uh, an odd, or at least an unexpected shout out to okay. um, the sure. wonderful staff at the event center. Because fastest cleanup I've ever seen. Fastest Holy cleanup, crap, yeah. And they provided everything back to us in the Lego box. Yep. So now it's just a literal box. Oh, yeah, now it's that. a nightmare box. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, don't give it to kids you don't like. Right. Um, or give it to kids you, you don't, don't like, like yes. Um But, yeah, no, they got the ring cleaned up. They got everything back to it. No, like, Walt and all of them are amazing. amazing. The event center, uh, you know, big ups to them for yeah. letting us house this mayhem. Yeah, we were like, hey, we're going to come fuck up your shit. And they were like, cool, thanks, have a nice day. And it was awesome. Also, uh, Aaron Epic grabbed a laptop and fucking... They beat each other up. It was such a good noise too. Again, like with the really like auditory, uh, sensory sort of draw of the death match. But uh, no, it was really good. And um, I was personally happy that it didn't get like gushy, icky. Yeah, because I don't like blood matches. Like I can't do that shit. Um, so like there were definitely some thumbtack imprints and some Lego marks uh, that I'm sure will be seen for weeks. But. Thankfully, nobody got gross. No, but it was brutal as hell. Yeah, it didn't need to be a snuff film to be that brutal, and it was. Yeah, Yeah, Um, if you're, like, deathmatch stuff and... That was damn good. ...can deal without the, you know, it having to be, like, a bloody gore fest, you'll you'll love this match. I think it was a great match. Yeah, and Um, they fought all over the place, too. Like, even... I was sitting up, up by the front, up by the uh, the commentary station, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go hide on the stage, because I don't want to be involved or near this. No, yeah, and I even, yeah. I think I told Gary at one point, it's like, uh, we should probably be ready to move at any point, because this one could go friggin' everywhere. So. Yeah. Although I will say, as, as much, uh, as impressive as all the weapon usage was, I was jealous mm-hmm. that the night before, or the day before, Ignite Wrestling, with friend of the... Uh, the indie cast Kim at the helm, uh, and basically being the sister company almost mm. to Punk Pro, 
uh, held a Cinco de Mayhem show, and uh, Matt Kenway fought Aaron Epic, and at one point, <laughs> Aaron Epic got suplexed onto a pile of wrestling action figures. And I was super that. envious that we didn't come up with that. Right. Because that is definitely up my alley, and that is genius. Right. And Aaron Epic was complaining before the show that he had very tiny uh, foot imprint bruises on his body from landing on them. I was like, damn it, why didn't I think of that? There's a little big boot there for you just to, exactly. to tie it all up. So. And uh, and that was uh, Punk Pro Wrestling Presents Take This to Your Grave. And uh, it was an awesome well, show. We didn't, we didn't talk about the end of it. That's true. One Mr. John Davis coming facing yeah. down the winner. Which I don't know what that means. I don't know. You know what that means. He's looking My for... dad wasn't there. I don't know what that means. It means John Davis is looking for somebody new to murder. That's true. That's basically what it boils down to. Who, um, who, who's the one that gets, like, you know, wrestling destroyed next? True. And apparently he's got an eye on not only the the uh, Punk Pro champion, but uh, also, obviously, the uh, the belt well, as a whole. The, so. the thing that I'm terrified of is if John Davis gets himself into a fully gimmick title match... And if he wins, do we just retire the belt after that then? Because <laughs> ain't nobody taking it from him. So do we just retire it and then we just make up a new belt? Well, then it becomes John Davis Pro Wrestling. And so, That's like, true. everything is him. It's the John Davis the Fully Gary yeah. Championship. Get it's, your Davis in. Exactly. And, yeah, okay. yeah. Get your Davis in. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have the John Davis Radio Network right. internet title. Um, yeah. yeah. The Meaner Things belt. Yeah. Exactly. No, it would be like the Meaner Things Invitational. And that That's would be true. like the tournament. Yeah. True. Um, but well, yeah. if he's the end boss of the game, that's, that's the true. way to go. So, uh, but yeah, so that was the show. I was super proud of it. I thought yeah. it was probably one of the, if not the best punk pro show uh, that's been done. And I think that was lucky number seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll have to double check. Uh, check the when, desktop on your, your um, wallpaper on your computer. Yeah, gets yeah. all the posters. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, super thrilled. Very proud of everybody involved. The event center was super great. Um, and it should be up for download on fullygimmick.com right about, I think, the time this show goes up. So hopefully it'll nice. be ready That's a for... Is that going to be true with the other two previous shows as well? Let's not put a lot of pressure on, Zach. Okay. Uh, well, we know for a fact that this show's going to be up. And then we'll, we'll be like Smart Mark Video. We'll, you know, everything will be up in time. Let's just, let's not rush things. Um... But yeah, so as I give everyone in the room stink eye. I'm just waiting. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting for. I'm just waiting for the peanut gallery special track on the. Uh, dare you? Um, on the secret show. <laughs> well, um, depending on how that like sound balances out, I don't have another commentary track for that show yet. So that may be the commentary track right. for that show. I don't know. Um, but nevertheless, so yes, that's Punk Pro. Go follow them on social media. Download the show. Watch uh, the uh, on Twitter at Punk Pro Wrestling. Lynn, too extreme for the G. Um, Instagram is with a G, though. That's okay. It's less extreme on Instagram. That's true. Um, uh, make sure you keep an eye on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network and Team Hammerfist because obviously there's going to be some stuff about the title dropping soon yeah. if it hasn't if it's already. Not, if it's not up already by the time right. this gets goes up, we'll see. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Um, thanks you all for listening to us. Gush, what, what, what? We release March boxes for Chip Day and Mike Allen. That's true. Fully gimmick. That's yeah. true. Fully, yeah, it's, fully, fully, yeah, it's fully gimmick. Thank please you. pause. Let, Thank you. Please, everybody, let's step back so Luna Lynn please. can get her shit in. Yeah, I can. Um, well, if you don't know, now you know uh, that we have read mystery merch boxes um, for a bunch of our ambassadors and just super great talent in general. And we just recently released them for Matt Kenway and Chip Day. Mm-hmm. So you can get some sweet-ass merch and help put those good boys out. Um 
and get some cool shit in the process. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll be honest, guys, if you have not seen, go look through Fully Gimmicks, like Twitter Instagram and Instagram and, and stuff like that. Look at the stuff they did for the Sue Young box. There's a lot of <laughs> unboxings for that. Look at the stuff they did for um, uh, Trip Cassidy. He had some boxes really that had good. some amazing stuff in them. Uh, Jake Parnell had a, had a run of boxes that Jake were pretty awesome. Parnell had a bunch yeah. of the um, uh, Spoiled Brats have both had variants of boxes for them here. Um, so, you know, if <laughs> if you want to check out the Spoiled Brats' box. Um, oh. Thank you. I uh, couldn't pass up that big one, um, but go look at it. Again. And if that doesn't, if that doesn't, did, yeah, she, did you legitimately just guess <laughs> I just that? Got it. I was yeah. like, why is that a ping pong? It's just a box. It's a box. That's it. You got it. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, check, check out some of the stuff they've done previously. And if like just what the other ones have had doesn't sell you on wanting to get some of these other ones, I don't know what will. Also, um, future projects. Uh, second, fully gimmick pin. Sometime yeah. in the near future. Oh, very nice. Second edition of the Fully Gimmick Coloring Book coming soon. Very nice. So, uh, so yeah. Well, which I want to do um, for, like, an anniversary or something like that. I want to do a video of all of us coloring different pages from the Fully Gimmick Coloring Book. Mm-hmm. I think I've got one I had put up or, or a little while back because I did the Sue Young one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite is when people post, like, ones that their kids did and they're like, uh, they felt like your outfit needed to be rainbow now, so hope that's okay. <laughs> it's like, sure, okay, that's fine. Well, that's the whole idea of a coloring book. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, sure. So. I wanted a blue Jake Parnell because I've never seen a blue Jake Parnell before. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's all you need. Was that a Billy Madison reference? Yeah, there you go. Anyways, he's blue. Oh, how dare you! You're not allowed to make those kind of references. Aww, you both made terrible references. Uh, <laughs> the '90s, anyway. Um, so, anyway, thank you everyone for listening to us gush. About punk pro wrestling. <laughs> do a goat boy segment, by the way. Go rent the ladies' man. It's on Netflix. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, well, yeah, but no. And uh, for everyone at home uh, listening, I am the sexually aggressive koala. Uh, I am Coculus Maximus. I had to think about that for a second. Oh, me too. I was like, oh my, oh god. Uh, just kidding. It's definitely my Tumblr handle too. Judges uh, one finger bang. <laughs> Don't Tumblr follow stuff. me on Tumblr. Oh my god. <laughs> Way to set well, yourself up there. Yeah. <laughs> not that is not getting edited out. Anyways, Please. go look at that creepy shit. No. And until next now I'm time, I'm going to Luna Lynn's Tumblr. <laughs> Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndieCast. Uh, well, I guess obviously they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode. But if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors or to the most recent independent up and comers you can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are we're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. What I am 
is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. So he's at Camaro. I bet you didn't know this. It's supposed to be a wrestling podcast. Oh, is it? Oh, me oh my. 